All right, there was almost too much sports news today. I couldn't pass up a Corbett's Corner, so special episode here on a Thursday. Dylan Corbett riding with you solo. Um, also want to get this out to you on a Thursday because we are debuting Core Trades tomorrow. Um, have a, had a lot of people reach out to me, which has been crazy. You know, I, I've dipped into the spot, stock market, have had success, uh, figure, you know, have done a lot of research reading to where I feel like, uh, you know, I can kind of explain where I'm seeing to where I've been able to make 10K on the stock market in the last two months. Um, again, I'm not a financial advisor in any way, shape, or form, but I like kind of explaining things to people and uh, dumbing things down because I certainly am not a genius in any way, but I think I have a grip and an understanding to where I can kind of get you guys involved uh, in the day-to-day life of just being involved in the stock market, which I'm kicking myself that I didn't get involved in like immediately out of college or even in college. Just fuck a savings account. My God. I mean, like, how would you actually put it where it's going to grow, you know, as opposed to like, what, 0.001%? I mean, obviously save your money, but, y- you know, if you have money that you were putting away and you have an opportunity to save, why not invest it? Diversify your portfolio and just watch it grow over the year. This is a funny story. So when March hit, um, I took Kelsey's phone. I'm like, hey, you know, I think these stocks are a good play. I think we bought like four total shares of like Lyft and like Norwegian. Didn't look at it for, what is it, eight months? Didn't look at it for 10 months. It was a 40%. I mean, it's it's a joke. Now that was the time to buy because the entire market was uh, tanked. That's, I mean, that was... Uh, when others are fearful, that's the best time to be greedy, I think, is the line from Warren Buffett. Um, but I, I, again, I think there's a way that you can research certain companies if you're with the times. Um, the Internet has been crazy. You know, you don't have to wait for a book like they did in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s. You can go out and research this in your own free time. It's available to you. So that's what I'm hoping to do with Core Trades. Uh, and that will debut with Austin Platts tomorrow. So Corbett's Corner here on a Thursday. We've got a shit ton to get to. Also want to say that I, I'm getting more and more. So most of you know that how I got into this business was play-by-play. And I still love play-by-play. So uh, COVID has certainly uh, taken a toll on those opportunities. But now it's opening back up. I'm getting more and more opportunities. I got asked to do a wrestling invite tonight. I couldn't do that. So it, I've already done swimming and diving. Now I'm on the wrestling roster for a couple of schools. Uh, I just got told that baseball and softball were probably going to be me as the main guy this spring. So um, that just means I'm going to be working my ass off. It doesn't mean that you're going to get less content here for uh, the Dylan Corbett Podcast Network. I'm just going to be working double time, basically. So uh, play-by-play is something I love and got me into sports talk, podcasting. And I do want to continue to do both. So uh, just bear with me. I will be busy over the, you know, as over the next year. But this is uh, my baby. This is the Dylan Corbett Podcast Network, and I'm here for it. I'm going to watch it grow with you guys, you, the listener. All right, let's talk Colts trade for Carson Wentz. Um, Deal for both parties that I think worked out pretty well. So, you know, this trade is so whack because you've got conditional conditional second rounds that could be a first rounder. It's like these guys are just on the phone just like, hey, we really, this guy sucks. I don't know why we paid Carson Wentz all this money. We're going to pay a shit ton of a salary, take him off. Oh, you know, we'll give you a second round, but if you somehow make the playoffs with this turnover-prone guy, you'll it'll be a first rounder from us. Um, you are seeing the NFL turn into the NBA. Uh, conditional picks are something that are always been a part of the NBA. Um, you've been seeing in the NBA over the last two decades, it's kind of more 
you know, it's players getting traded, right? It's more drama driven through players as opposed to the NFL, which is the team, the brand. You're seeing more people, more fans follow NBA players, NBA superstars than you are fans, right? LeBron James fans, uh, you know, et cetera. Kyrie as his fans as he trades jerseys every other year. Um, Kevin Durant. So the NFL is starting to turn into that because the player empowerment, which began in the NBA, where it was, if you're unhappy and you don't want to be in Cleveland anymore and you'd like to go to South Beach and kind of play with your buddies and win rings and get rich and become, you know, an empire mogul, uh, you tell a, you tell your owner to bleep off and trade me. You show you have the power. It's not the owners anymore. And the NFL is starting to have Deshaun Watson do this. Deshaun Watson, I remember I told you about a month and a half ago, he was going over to Nets games because he's seeing what those guys are doing, saying, hey, I want to go where I want. I want to play with who I want, where I want. Um, and Deshaun Watson is still in trying to get out of Houston, right? J.J. Uh, Watt just went up to the front office and said, hey, I want to get released. They said, okay. Um, so it is interesting. So Carson Wentz, of course, another example that, hey, trade me. You benched me, trade me. Okay. Colts take another flyer. What you know? The Colts have been, are they going to draft a quarterback of the future or are they just kind of patch and go? It's an interesting method, right? They're, they're not really tearing it down. They got a great offensive line. So here's why I hate Wentz. I think Wentz is terrible. But I'm willing to concede it might be because they didn't protect him uh, over in Philadelphia. They didn't give him any weapons, any. I mean, my goodness, that wide receiver core uh, was docile for so long. Colts, what are you going to get? I mean, I I thought Phillip Rivers was turnover prone. I didn't think he was going to be great with Colts. Look at what they did. I think we got to start believing in Frank Reich. We got to believe in that defense. We got to believe in that offensive line. Uh, they've got great running backs: uh, Jonathan Taylor, Marlon Mack. Uh, who's the guy? Neheim Hines, right? It, it, you know they can plug and play these guys even when Mack goes down for injury, etc. Uh, the Colts are a good team, so that's why I'm not kind of. I, I'm I'm interested to see how Wentz is going to do in that system. Good for him. Uh, getting that fresh start, and I would it would appear he's going to be the starting guy, right? Uh, key note in that is that the Eagles are eating a lot of that salary. Again, that's going to be a terrible contract, right? You're paying money to play for somebody else, uh, but they had to get him off the books. They've got Jalen Hurts. They want to go with him, a little bit more mobile, less turnover prone, and then you could get the uh, you know the first round pick potentially if they make the playoffs, or even if he plays seventy percent of the season. So that's interesting. Um, I was looking back at the 2016 NFL draft because now it's the first and second overall quarterbacks drafted, Jared Goff and Carson Wentz, who have been traded. Um, that first round was so ass. Um, I'm about to pull this up right here, but like the first round was gl- Corey Coleman was drafted in the first round, Laramie Tunsil. Like there were some big misses. And then take a look at the second round. You had Yannick and Gakwe. Uh, like there was, it was crazy how bad it seemed everyone in the NFL, um, everyone in the NFL whiffed on their first overall pick. And then some teams actually cashed in on some studs in the second round. Okay, here we go. That's the beauty of a a podcast too, as opposed to live radio. I can just pause it, pull this up and not kind of stumble over my words as I filibuster. Um, Jared Goff went number one overall. Is Goff good? Eh, I don't think so. Wentz, two overall. Now, you got some studs here next three. Bosa, Elliott, Ramsey. Um, Eli Apple. Corey Coleman went 15th overall to the Browns. Yikes. 
Uh, I mean, just Josh Doxson, Laquan Treadwell. Yeah, Vikings fans remember this draft. Paxton Lynch, my God, John Elway's masterpiece there. Uh, so the first round was dog, biscuit, uh, dog biscuits, and then you get to the second round, and here you go. Jalen Smith, Hunter Henry, Miles Jack, Xavier Howard, Sterling Shepard, Derek Henry. Yes, he went 45th overall to the Tennessee Titans. Michael Thomas went two picks later. Um, I mean, Deion Jones, that was a great Falcons pick. Tyler Boyd. Uh, there were some Von Bell, James Bradbury. There were some Kevin Byard. There were some studs in that second round of the 2016 draft. But, yeah, the first round was absolutely awful. Okay, we'll wrap up NFL with this. Who's next? We had Goff for Stafford. Wentz on the move here on a Thursday in February. Deshaun Watson, will he get traded? Is Matt Ryan getting traded? I thought he was, but maybe Arthur Smith is kind of saying, hey, no, let's go, which I would love. Uh, I'll keep my Matt Ryan Falcons jersey. Is Tua on the move? You think the Dolphins have a defense that is kind of like, hey, Brian, Brian Flores, head coach of the Dolphins. We're ready to go. Can you get us a quarterback that can get there as opposed to Tua that's a little bit more of a project? You've seen the headlines uh, spill out of that Dolphins locker room. People wanted Fitzpatrick to start over Tua. Is Tua the bust of this class? Is Herbert looks to be the real deal? Burrow appeared to be the real deal. We'll see how he comes back from his um, injury. The only reason I would say Tua is on the move if it was for Watson because I could see that. Uh, Tua for Watson's interesting. Steelers, are they looking at Big Ben's fossil fossilized body, shoulder throwing arm, and saying, "Yo, Mike, Mike Tomlin, head coach of the Steelers, we got a defense here. Fitzpatrick, T.J. Watt. Um, could we get a quarterback? Watson. Just keep an eye on it. How about the Pats? You know, was this the whole Belichick plan?" Uh, wait a year, maybe see who's available next year, and all of a sudden Deshaun Watson might fall into your lap. Who knows? The Pats are always known to kind of sneak in there and be the uh, the mystery team. You're hearing Sam Darnold's name being floated around. Who the hell would want Sam Darnold? I'll tell you who. He's going to end up in a Bears jersey. Just watch. You guys traded for Nick Foles, remember? Uh, no, that's a little prediction, but are the Bears in on somebody? Uh, so is Darnold on the move? How about the Panthers? Teddy Bridgewater was fine, but Matt rules a new coach. You know, well, I guess he did. They sign him before I can't remember. So maybe he did sign Teddy and said, "Hey, give us two years." Uh, maybe they're not in it. Washington Football Team, however, uh, they were looking. They resigned that guy Heineke, right? But he's not the answer, is he? Huh? After one game, I wouldn't put it past Daniel Schneider though. Uh, Cowboys, what's going on there? The Red Rifle is Dak coming back? Uh, yeah, Bears, is Kirk Cousins on the move? Vikings fans, was that worth the money? I know we played well, but yeah, playoff wins, it wasn't that for the Super Bowl. You guys were close with that defense. You pay all that money for Cousins. Now you're all of a sudden going backwards. Uh, is he on the move eventually? We heard Rodgers' name float around. Something's going on there, right? Like, Rodgers can't be happy playing there. Um, but obviously the Packers would be silly to just, you know, try and trade him. And who knows, Rodgers hasn't publicly, he's been like a mystery saying, oh, you know, woe is me, my future's a beautiful mystery. He's kind of an oddball. Um, but he hasn't demanded, right, a public trade like James Harden did. And San Fran, my God, they've been flirting with the idea of getting rid of Garoppolo forever. Uh, did, I remember San Fran versus Rod, uh, to Rodgers was a hot link right after the Super Bowl, but 
uh, are they going to make a move? Again, the NFL turning into the NBA a little bit. Player empowerment, conditional picks. Hey, if this happens, if that happens, we'll take some money here. You'll go to first rounder maybe here. Uh, I mean, it's fun, right? It makes the offseason more entertaining. That's the NFL here on Corbett's Corner. Speaking of the NBA, the Nets are scary. Yes, they are. The Nets are scary. Uh, Six are still holding a game and a half lead in that Eastern Conference. I love what the Sixers are doing, but Ben Simmons, for the love of God, could you learn a jump shooter, a jump shot? Uh, I, I mean, I love Ben Simmons as a player, but seven footer that can pass dimes like that, um, you know, score at will. He's like Giannis, right? Except Giannis is actually starting to develop a shot. Uh, and Giannis is obviously a bit more scoring as opposed to assisting, but they're both physical freaks, just running it down the floor at your throat, probably just going to dunk on your face. Um, I love Embiid, I love Daryl Morey, I love Doc Rivers, but the Nets, I mean, you've got three guys that can hit a late shot. Are you seeing what the Nets are doing without KD and Kyrie? I mean, it's scary. Uh, It's scary. The Nets are scary. I told you about the Jazz a month ago. Anyone that is telling you, though, now, oh, they're the best team in the league. Are you stupid? Are you stupid? Um, The Jazz are fine but they're a regular season darling. They're the Houston Rockets. I told you a month ago they're the 2020 Nuggets. They're going to maybe surprise people in the Western Conference, and then who's going to shoot the final shot? Gobert? Jordan Clarkson? Mike Conley? Go look at Donovan Mitchell's numbers. Yeah, he's putting up 24 points per game, but he's a slasher, right? That's fine, right? He's actually shooting... A career low for his field goal percentage. Do you realize that? 42% from the floor? You think that's going to be good late game? The Jazz are fine. They're not the best team in the NBA. Anyone telling you that is a fool. Um, What else do we got here? I don't even, you know, I love this guy, Stan Van Gundy. He's a great great analyst. He's fun. He's great on radio. He's great on podcasts. I don't think he's a very good coach. You know, he couldn't get it done with Miami. They finally got rid of him, and then in comes, you know, uh, the championship with Wade and Shaq. He eventually gets lured out of retirement, goes to the Pistons for kind of player personnel control. Absolutely sent that franchise backwards. I mean, he was fine, but he banked on, hey, let's get big guys. Let's get Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. Did you hear this stat? This almost sent me out of my chair. Blake Griffin has not dunked in an NBA game since December 14th or something, December of 2019. That's incredible. This this dude was jumping over convertibles, right? Uh, It seemed like just yesterday in our living rooms. That was almost over a decade ago when Lob City was the thing with the Clippers. Um, yeah, Stan Van Gundy ruined the Pistons when he had ownership or ownership control, uh, GM control, right? Player personnel control. He gets lured out for the Pelicans. Great job. Brandon Ingram, uh, Zion, you get Steven Adams. I mean, that's a solid team, right? They, I mean, they are underachieving right now. It's year one, but stuff. That, and I, again, I hate to just railroad the guy, but Stan Van Gundy, I just don't think he's a very good coach, unfortunately. A uh, hell of a human, but uh, it doesn't look like the Pelicans are really doing what they were expected to do this year. All right, you thought you were getting out of here without some tennis? The Aussie Open. Oh, my God. We're down to the Final Four? Well, actually, down to the finals on the women's side. 
Uh, we've got the other half of the men tonight. So let's start there with the men. Novak Djokovic, the favorite, came in plus 110. I told you to take him. Uh, he ended this like Cinderella story. Karatsev, Karatsev, dude drank like 119th overall, and he just mowed through uh, his opponents. And it wasn't uh, the yellow brick road. I mean, this dude was a... A great story, and uh, Novak just cruised him. You know, he was like eleven to he was minus eleven hundred. Novak destroys him, so he will await the winner of Medvedev Tsitsipas tonight. I think it's at two thirty a.m. Central. Uh, do I set my alarm? I like Medvedev tonight. Uh, I think I got him at minus two forty-eight. Uh, he's what uh, four and two, I think, or five and two against Tsitsipas uh, in head-to-head matchups. So I like Medvedev and Tsitsipas here. Uh, he's coming off the stunning come-from-behind winner over Rafa Nadal. Um, as Rafa was up two sets to none, CC Boss wins three sets to two. And in tennis, my God, that is incredible. Uh, I think it was like the, only the second time ever Nadal had a 2-0 lead in the major and lost. Um, so CC Boss Medvedev tonight. I like Medvedev. So I've got Djok- Djokovic and Medvedev tonight. Uh, in the finals, rather, and that's going to be a great matchup. I believe it's going to be Saturday night, and uh, it's going to be a great matchup because head-to-head Djokovic has got the slight nod, 4-3. to three. If Tsitsipas were to upset Medvedev, uh, then Djokovic and Tsitsipas, they are six games head-to-head. Djokovic leads it 4-2. to two. Let's get to the women. Yes, I was on Serena last night. I thought she was having a hell of an Australian Open, but the fact remains... Uh, I think it was ever since she had her baby in, what, 2017? She hasn't won a major. Um, that's interesting. I mean, Serena's obviously one of the most dominant, probably the dominant woman tennis player of our generation. But, um, you know, she looked overmatched last night against Naomi Osaka, who's probably the face of women's tennis right now. Uh, Serena was up 2 to none in the uh, two to nil uh, in the first set, 2 to love. In the first, uh, in yeah, in the first set, in, uh, Osaka and then wins three straight games, and it was over. Um, it was incredible. So Osaka dominated. She is going to face Jennifer Brady, who's a nice story. So I went one and one last night. I was on Brady, but uh, Serena and Castro basically washed. Brady's a nice story. Osaka uh, versus Brady head to head, two to one. Osaka with the nod there. Osaka is minus five hundred, and this will be a match Friday night. So. Uh, both favorites appear like they're going to win, right? So this is a 128-person tournament, the Australian Open, men's and women's side. And uh, so it's basically like March Madness on steroids, right? It's basically a double March Madness, but in tennis, I love it. And uh, Djokovic came in plus 110. He's cruising to the finals. Um, and Osaka came in, I think, a little bit juicier. Like, she was like plus 400, plus 450, and the fact remains, she is an overwhelming favorite to cash those tickets. Um, so the Aussie Open, great semi, or whatever it is, the, you know, the final four here, as it'll be Tsitsipas and Medvedev to battle out to see who will face Djokovic in the Aussie Open final. And Friday evening, it'll be Osaka and Jennifer Brady. Okay, I'm Dylan Corbett here on Corbett's Corner, a special Thursday episode to get you through all the sports news here of the week. The crazy trade for Carson Wentz from the Indianapolis Colts. Are we going to see more trades like this? 
uh, the Aussie Open coming to a conclusion tonight, or excuse me, this weekend, and the NBA uh, heating up too as they approach their all-star break. Core Trades debuts tomorrow. Check out Winging It episode 16 if you haven't. And I got a peek, uh, sneak peek at the website last night. It is looking polished. So look out for that here towards the end of the week, CorbettSports.com. We appreciate you listening. Hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts uh, Podcasts if that's where you find us. Uh, Drop a review if you would. Throw a rating up there too. And if you are a Spotify listener, just make sure you follow Dylan Corbett to uh, stay plugged in with us here. Whichever podcast you do enjoy, we appreciate it.